Welcome to the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 235, and welcome back to my front porch here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. It's gorgeous out tonight. I have a fire going just sitting out here under the stars. I just love it. Just love being out here on this front porch and love learning and growing and figuring this out together. And I'm just so thankful. I don't know if you are like me, but this week, uh, Thanksgiving week, is um, is just a really cool week to slow down a bit. And I feel like that's what I got to do. I feel like I got to just slow down. And it was really important for me. I mean, it's a part of what kind of these new rhythms I've been trying to develop in my life but man I go back to bad habits of just being so busy and so crazy and moving so fast and and uh, so I feel like this last week for me was just like a good time to slow down I played we played a lot of board games watched some movies watched football I got to go fishing with a buddy like he invited me there's this amazing spot in Arizona that we went fishing. I mean, it's like in a canyon, super quiet. We got there early before the sun was even up, so I got to see the sun rise. And I just fished for trout for three hours, just nonstop, completely quiet. No one's talking. It was awesome. It was a picture of heaven on earth. It was so amazing. And got to spend great time with my kids and my wife and my family and our good friends. And yeah, the whole week was just really, really wonderful, and I desperately needed it. And I I hope that was the same for you. I hope you got to rest a little bit this week. Uh, I know that's not true for all of you. I think, you know, for a lot of you, it's, like, been a really busy week. Um, but I'm just telling you, man, to slow down, to be intentional, to listen, to... Yeah, it was just it was just a really good week of um, being with the family and then and just kind of slowing down. And then um, normally, so I, I got to teach today at our church, uh, Living Streams uh, Church here in Phoenix. So I got to teach at this church. Um, but so normally, like the week that I have to like get ready and things like that, like it's usually it's not overwhelming. It's just a lot of work, a lot of study, a lot of reading, but. I just feel like I did a really good job of disciplining myself and reading a ton and doing a lot of study so that when I came into this week, I didn't like blow the whole thing, um, you know, kind of studying and all that kind of stuff. Like I felt pretty prepared before I came into Sunday. And so I just felt like it was all around, all around just like a really great week. And so I hope that for all of you, I hope it was just a week that you got to rest and relax. And if it's not, I hope that those weeks are coming up for you soon. This holiday season is so interesting to me. It really is. It feels like the intentionality behind what these seasons are and then what the culture is actually calling us to do during the seasons feel like they're in odds with one another. Uh, but I would say that there is just kind of a skip in every one step. There's a little bit more joy, a little bit more like happiness and and that's a really cool thing, really cool thing to see. People tend to be a little happier and until you get them like on Black Friday at some deal or whatever, right? And then people kind of freak out. And like rush time for people like <laughs> Christmas Day or whatever when people are trying to get their last minute things or the day before their last minute things and like everyone's rushing around like, hey, we just need to be like, everybody cut it out. Be kind. Be nice in this season. So it seems like people have a little bit more cheer 
during this time of year, which is pretty cool. So I hope you're doing well. Uh, again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're listening to this, uh, this might be years later and you might not even be in the Thanksgiving Christmas season, but I hope you are doing well. And if you're not, I'm really sorry. I know for a lot of you, this season's not an easy one. And so I really, truly am sorry. I'm feeling the weight of that for all of you um, who are going through that. So um, thanks again for everyone. I mean, just again, just in the, in the, in the kind of the season of thanks, just thankful for all of you who listen and give and just really, really grateful for you. And those who have bought the devotional, really, really grateful for you. So thank you so much. So we've been going through Proverbs and a, and a part of this was like, just this feeling for me of like, man, I want to dig in a little bit more what Solomon is trying to help us get after and understand. And so uh, we've just been digging through some Proverbs that have stood out to me over the last little bit. And uh, Proverbs thirteen twelve. This this one's really good. And, and I've actually used this one quite a bit in um, in teaching because it so rightly says what so many of us are feeling. And it's Proverbs thirteen twelve, And it says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desired fulfill is a tree of life. Oh, man, like maybe 13, 14, almost coming on 15 years ago, I went to India for the first time, met a little girl named Wasuntha, beautiful, beautiful little Indian girl. And we were just going to sponsor her, but eventually that led into, hey, what would it look like to try to go through an adoption process? And so... We started that journey, hired an international adoption attorney, started, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to pay for this thing. How do we do this? But we just felt like, listen, we feel so deeply like we're so, this little girl supposed to be in our lives. And and uh, Patty and I had have always had this deep yearning desire to adopt. And but, you know, it just seemed like I don't know when we went to when I went to India that first time. It was like, yeah, I think she's the one. And so we went through a whole process. It was really a long process, an arduous process. There's so many lefts and rights and ups and downs. And after about two years, at the end of that process, um, everything fell apart. I mean, there was just all this hope that we had to see her. And then when it all fell apart, it broke us. It just broke us. You know, we're just so discouraged, so overwhelmed and, and just feeling like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, we, we went right into, um, Cooper got sick, our son got sick, and so this is kind of the dream or vision of having this little girl in our lives kind of went farther and far away. It just wasn't working out. Um, and so it's like, what do you do? But I remember the feelings of just being so discouraged, so overwhelmed, so sad about not being able to see that through, but really believing that God wasn't done yet. And so fast forward, her almost through Cooper's treatment, and Patty and I feel we're about halfway through Cooper's treatment of cancer and feeling like, no, I think we're supposed to adopt. And so we started just saying, what if? What if God, that's something that God would want us to do? And so we went through the classes and decided that we were going to try to adopt locally. And two years after that, or about a year, sorry, a year and a half after that, we our little daughter, Mika, came into our lives. And it was just like this fulfillment of this desire, this hope that we had had, where we had been so discouraged with Wansunta, and that was still hard. 
there was this beautiful answer to prayer that God had fulfilled. And I, I think so often we get so tethered into the thing that we forget the one who fulfills the thing, the joy, the, the one who, the, the one that brings us the hope and gives us the hope and gives us the fulfillment of all those things. We get so sidetracked with getting the thing or whatever that is that we forget that it is God who is over all. And I think this passage is so fitting and it's so human and I think it probably resonates with so many of you. It's beautiful and it's true and I think it, I think we resonate with it to our core. You know, how many times have you just hoped, you've just hoped that something would happen and then it doesn't happen and it's like so hard. You ask so many questions. You know, I've seen so many people who've, you know, wanted to have a baby and gone through all this different stuff and it's not working out and they just are just in despair, right? Because this thing that they really desire, that they really want is not working out. People who, I meet so many singles who really want companionship. They want a mate. They want a spouse. But it's just not happening and they just are growing weary and in despair and so sad. You know, maybe you've been working at the same job for a long time, hoping for that promotion, hoping that they would see you and acknowledge all the hard work you've done. And yet that's not happening for you. You know, and maybe you've been wanting and waiting on God and waiting on God and it just doesn't seem like he's there. It just seems like he's quiet. And this is where that real heart sickness comes in. And you just get weary and you just get tired and despair sets in. And this is what Solomon is seeing. You know, you can almost like sense that Solomon, the wisest man who's ever lived, like he's spending a lot of time counseling people, helping people. You know, people are constantly coming in asking for his advice. And you can almost kind of feel in his tone, his fatherly tone, that like he has seen this over and over and over Right? He's trying to counsel them. He's trying to help them. And he has seen this thing, this hope deferred, how it hurts people's hearts, how it makes them so sick. Right, And he's like trying to help people kind of get ahead of the curve of going like, this is what happens. This is how we feel. Right, And I, I've seen the same thing. 23 years being a pastor and just watch just people in despair, hurt, of things not being fulfilled. You know, Maybe you're in that right now. You're just feeling the, the despair of something you've hoped for, desired, and it's just not coming to be, and it's just really messing us up. Here's what I find interesting, is we tend to put our hope in the wrong things, and I think that's why we get so disappointed. It's not wrong to long for a child. It's not wrong to long for a spouse. It's not wrong to long for uh, a job promotion, but that when that becomes the center of your focus, then it leads to real despair. Because, because you're like, listen, that's all I'm interested in. And, and if I get that thing, I'll be happy. If I don't get that thing, I'm in despair. And this is what's creating all the problems. So many problems for so many people is because their focus is on that thing and the fulfillment of that thing and that that thing will make them happy. And I am convinced with all my heart that is why depression is on the rise. It's people because people have their hope in the wrong thing. And as a result of it, it's leading them to absolute despair. But what happens, right? But what happens when we hope in the right thing? 
What happens when when we start going, no, 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 it's you I have hope for. You are the giver and taker of life. You are the fulfiller. You are a good father who loves to give good things. And I'm going to focus in on you and be patient and wait on the Lord and be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. Right? And when we do that, there's something that breaks through. There's a there's a different fulfillment. Is that if I get that thing that I've hoped for, it's great, but it's not everything. Right? That the tree of life that's really being blossomed in us is not that this thing that I get this thing. It's that I trusted the one who does give the thing. And that's where life and breaking life and growing life really comes from. That's what life and life to the full is all about. But the scary thing is so often we'll get that thing, right? We'll get that thing that we hope for and we'll put all of our eggs in that basket. And it will be the thing that brings us life. And here's the thing. Only God can truly do that. That thing, again, a spouse, a child, like they will let you down. They will still discourage you. And that job promotion, it will sometimes create, maybe give you more money or, or, or more accolades or, 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 or maybe, you know, more vacation time. But it won't fulfill you ultimately. It won't scratch that itch, that soul itch that you and I have. And what happens is that thing will become your God. You will replace that thing that you've hoped in so hard, so long for. And it will become your God. And that, that tiny G God will not fulfill you. But the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God of the universe, will. And I've been in this, uh, you know, I've been studying in the book of Revelation quite a bit, mainly because it was one of the sermon I taught on today. But we've been in that as a church. And I'm learning so much. Eugene Peterson, as you all know, like he's, He's like a pastor to me. And so his writings have been so beautiful, so helpful. And I'm learning about the age to come. But what I'm learning about the age to come is how it impacts today. That this vision of who Jesus is, that Jesus is the amen to all the promises that God has given to us. And so I bank and put my hope in him Because losing hope is a real thing. But when our hope is rightly placed in Jesus, we will find that we will have life and life to the full. That our discouragement is not so tethered in the things of this world. right? And that our hope and desires aren't just tethered in this world. They're in Jesus. And he will never let us down. He will never leave us nor betrayed us. So the question that I've been working through as a result of this statement, the statement is this, we ho- what we hope in will impact how we live life. And the question is, what are you hoping in today? What are you really, really hoping in today? Father God, we, we want you to be our hope. We find our hope in, in the death and resurrection of Jesus in this life and new life that you give us here and now and into eternity. And so we just say thank you. You are our hope. We do not need to live in despair. So comfort us when we get distracted. Lead us back onto life everlasting. So take a breath. Reflect. Believe the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart.